Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 262 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here with me today. If you have not already, head over to pokercoaching.com and sign up for your completely free trial. The next few episodes, we're going to be going through hands from the Sunday Million, a big online poker tournament that a poker coaching member played. And um, he did a lot of hands, a lot of things great. This is about a 400 hand long tournament. But I wanted to pick out a few hands that I thought he could have potentially played better and highlight some spots that I want to make sure you are not messing up. So, it's one of the perks of being a poker coaching member. You can send me a message on Twitter and ask if I'll review your hand history, and every once in a while I just will. <laughs> so, anyway, right here we are very early in the tournament on the fifth hand. Notice we are, um, we have a lot of, we have some stats on our opponents. For now, you can pretty much ignore those because we're only five hands into the tournament, right? So if we're only five hands into the tournament, the stats don't really matter all that much. So early in the tournament, when you have um, a decent hand in the small blind, I'm pretty much always limping, because if you raise and get called, you're not really loving it. And if you limp and get raised, you can very easily call. So I like limping with queen eight suited. We face a four and a half big blind raise, which I think is a perfectly fine sizing. Um, a lot of people make what I think is a mistake of raising like 250 or 300 here, because then... The small blind is not really making a mistake by calling, right? Here, if your range is just very strong, it, it could be a mistake to call the, the four, full 450. Um, and also, if you just pick up the pot preflop, I mean, realize you're putting in 350 more to try to win 308. So if you steal this more than about half the time, you just immediately profit. And I think you're going to find most people just don't defend often enough against this race. So I, I like this race size from the opponent. We decide to call. Flop comes 10, 4, 2, two clubs. We have the queen, eight of clubs. We have an overcard and a flush draw, which is a pretty strong hand. We check. Our opponent bets 317 into the 1,000 pot. So now we have two options. We can either call or raise. And this is one of these spots where, yes, the opponent should just have a range advantage in this scenario and probably the nut advantage because the only hands we could potentially have here that would limp call preflop that now have an effective nut hand are pocket 10s, 4s, and 2s. And even then we might raise 10s. Um, we could also check raise with stuff like ace 10 or king 10. I think that would be perfectly viable given we are very deep stacked. We're starting off playing 250 big blinds deep for those listening. By the way, if you are listening to this, um, we have a video version of it. You can find that at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash WPH and also at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash YouTube. All episodes of Weekly Poker Hand are there, archived for you with video, so check it out. Anyway, right here, I would typically just go ahead and raise, and that's because I don't think people are going to defend often enough. If we do check raise here, something like a thousand, the opponent needs to be defending with a decent chunk of their range, and unless their preflop raising range is just really, really nut heavy, they're going to have a difficult time doing that, I think. And we have plenty of equity, right? And notice when um, the 10 of clubs is on the on the flop, or a jack, or a 9, we're going to turn some backdoor straight draw sometimes, and that just gives us even more equity. So, I definitely like raising in this scenario. But Hero called, and that's fine. I don't really have a problem with calling. I don't think calling is bad or anything. Clearly, folding is the only bad play. But I think raising to about 1,000 or maybe even 1,300 in this spot would have been slightly better. All right, turns the nine of hearts. So boards 10 of clubs, four of hearts, two of clubs, nine of hearts. So now hero turns a gut shot. And he decides to lead for half pot. Typically, you want to be leading when the turn is very good for your range and in turn very bad for your opponent's range. 
And this nine on the turn is not particularly great for hero's range, because if you think about hero's range to check call, it should be a lot of tens, a lot of fours, and a lot of twos. And the only 10 that improved here is 10-9, right? We probably don't have 9-4 or 9-2 because we called a preflop raise. So this 9 really does not connect well with Hero's range at all. So this is not a card Hero should be leading at all. If I wasn't Hero Shoes here, I would have check-raised again because Hero would definitely, well, should be checking 10-9. And also, if you do have a hand like Ace-10, I definitely think there is merit in check-raising as well. Um, but again, it's kind of hard to come up with too many nut hands you want to be raising in this spot so you do have to be rather cautious and this may be a spot where you're supposed to check call but it's pretty nasty check calling out of position with queen high and i understand why hero decided to lead the turn but the problem is that it's just not a good turn for him at all so the opponent should stick around here a lot with even like ace high i think ace high is a pretty easy call when this line happens because it just feels really really bluff heavy now hero may decide to lead here as well with hands like a 10 that would make it um, a little bit better, but I'm not sure Hero wants to be leading with a 10. Anyway, the opponent calls the half-pot bet. By the way, I am generally not a fan of half-pot bets. You're going to find that very often the half-pot bets don't get called by marginal stuff, and they just put more money in than is necessary to get those marginal hands to fold. So when you're when you're value betting, a, a half-pot bet often does not get called by hands you're trying to get called by because they'll, they'll only call a smaller bet. And when you are bluffing well usually you're just risking too much so you're gonna find either a, a third pot bet is better or a bigger bet is better to try to get your opponents to fold a lot of their range or to get maximum value from your strong hands so um anyway i would have check called or check raised and probably check raised here it gets there on the river a jack of spades comes so he rivers the straight which is perhaps the only draw he would have gotten paid on um if he if he did somehow get there with the club there's a chance he doesn't get paid. Uh, but now I would definitely bet again. And I would bet on the bigger side. Uh, pot is 3,300. Hero bets 2,200. I might go even bigger here. The opponent can very easily have a 10, which will be inclined to hero call. Opponent could also have something like queen jack that just river top pair. Opponent could have maybe even king jack that floated. Be bad if the opponent had king queen and floated. Um, you may think that we shouldn't bet big because people will fold out a 10 if we bet too big. But I think if we bet something like 2800 or 2900 in this scenario we're going to extract just a little bit more value in general especially given all the bluffs missed and there really are a lot of bluffs available in this scenario so we bet 2600 or sorry 2200 and now the opponent raises to 7500 leaving himself 15,000 behind so we're still very deep and we have the second nuts so the question is do we jam or do we call well what do we beat we beat the sets we beat two pair all those hands could certainly raise us on this river. We obviously beat bluffs if he is bluffing. Is it actually likely that he has the king and the queen? Well, he bet the flop, sure. He called the flop lead for half pot. I think that's also viable. And he, well, raised the river, right? So that makes a lot of sense. So given the line, the opponent certainly could have king-queen. But it's really, really unlikely. So this is one of these spots where in a cash game, I think we should just be all in. But in a tournament, I think there definitely is value in just calling. There's merit in just calling. It's not value in it. <laughs> uh, but there is merit in calling, right? Because if we jam and get called, I think we're going to be against straights. Well, how do we fare against straights? It's well clearly more likely the opponent's going to have king-queen than 8-7 because people played more king-queens with a raised preflop, right? 
Um, so that's more likely in that scenario. If we think we're going to get called by sets, though, pocket jacks, pocket tens, pocket nines, pocket fours, pocket twos, then we definitely should raise because then instead of being slightly behind of only straights, we beat um, many, many sets. So this is a scenario where if you think your opponent will fold a set to a river jam when it goes bet, raise, jam, and you know, you probably should. <laughs> if your opponent will play well, I think we need to just call this. But if the opponent's going to play poorly and call off with sets or straights, I'm sorry, with sets, straights, and two pair, then we should definitely jam. In general, early in a tournament, um, this was, I believe, a $100 or $200 buy-in tournament. It's not, you know, small potatoes. I would have likely called, but if I knew my opponent was a little bit more loose and aggressive or I knew they just were a calling station in general, I would be more inclined to shove. That said, I think you're going to find when the board gets kind of drawy, and it ran out, you know, jack, ten, uh, jack nine when there was a 10 on the board, so obviously the opponent, well, hero, could have king-queen or eight-seven or queen-eight if, if he was bluffing on the turn with the lead, which a lot of people will just lead with their gut shots on the turn. Um, it, it's possible that hero does have those strong hands, so those um, hands like sets may not even raise the river, and if they do raise, they will likely fold to the jam. So making the assumption that the opponent plays reasonable, I would have called as hero did. And this time it was against the king and the queen. So king-queen raised preflop, right, to 450. That makes sense. It bet the flop with 100% of his range because this is a very dry board. That makes sense. Called the turn lead for half pot because hero's line makes literally no sense. And the opponent has overcards and a gut shot. Raised the river. And fortunately, hero did not mess up the river of uh, by jamming it. I, I definitely don't mind hero's call, by the way. I think folding would be atrociously bad and atrociously nitty. Um, sometimes when people play a little bit bigger than they're used to, um, like let's say you're normally a $300 tournament player, but you go to play a, a few $1,500 tournaments at the World Series, you may find that nittiness, tightness, uh, being overly cautious creeps into your strategy, and you cannot let that happen. You just have to play absolutely normally. Um, but I, I do like the way the hero played this river. He I don't think he should jam, especially given legitimately no read on the opponent. Um, however, I really don't like the turn lead. It's always important to ask who has the range advantage and who has more nut hands in their range. And in this scenario, overpairs are pretty much the nuts. And obviously the opponent has way more of those than the hero. So I know a lot of people like to lead the turn when they turn a draw, but very often it's just not the right, when they turn a better draw, but very often it's not the right play. You'd be much better off just check raising the flop. And notice here, if hero check raised the flop and then bet the turn, he probably would have won. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks for being here. Again, go and get your completely free trial at PokerCoaching.com. We have tons of quizzes. We have homework challenges. And I am working tirelessly to build more and more and more content for all of you to help you improve your poker and your life. So check it out. Good luck in your games. Have fun. And I'll talk to you next week.